With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Show me, see, God's got a 
Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Sister Prayer. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, sis. Good evening. I know it's a Monday. We're going pre before the holiday. So we're going to have an awesome time. Uh, Prophet Bob, would you mind opening us up in prayer? Thank you. Father, I repented a little while ago. But between that time to right now, I could have done something wrong. I could have thought of something that wasn't right with you. I might have even read something in the chat room that I repeated in my thought area, and it was not right. Wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, iniquity and sin, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Father, we gather here tonight to encourage one another, to lift one another up, to show love and respect to all mankind, to also with Simple Words Ministry and our pastor, Pastor Maureen Chandaley. I thank you, Father, for all that you've done today and what you're about to do for the saints of God. You spoke to me earlier, and you said, The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And, Father, I believe 
that we're going to have a wealth transfer very soon. And so tonight, I believe that for every member of Simple Words Ministry, that I decree and declare a wealth transfer is coming to Simple Words Ministry members and Pastor Marine Chen Daly. And lo and behold, just a little bit ago, I'm watching Benny Hinn, and he's speaking on the wealth transfer coming to the body of Christ. And so, Father, you confirmed your word, and your Bible says you confirmed your word with signs following. So, Father, I decree and declare tonight, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And that includes every simple words ministry member, Pastor Marine Chen Daly, Apostle Desiree Robinson, Dr. Angela Rucker and her husband, and every member of this ministry. And Father, we thank you that the presence of the Holy Spirit is on the call tonight. Move mightily, for it's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit, saith God. Do great and marvelous things which we know not of this night on this prayer call to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Somebody ought to be shouting on this prayer call. Amen. Let me do this for you. Amen, hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> yes, that is a that is a testimony shout for amen. Amen. I want to say it again. So I know I want to see if it just says, good evening, everyone. <clears throat> okay. I thought, Bob, I guess it's going to be good evening. You. Good evening. Yeah. <clears throat> good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study Intercessory Prayer. This is Sister Lashana. And I I am just saying we're in for an awesome, spectacular tri- uh, treat. Amen, amen, and amen. So without further ado, I'm going to open up the line for your testimonies and your praise report. Well, you know I always have one. I find a penny today on the ground. Hallelujah. That's one penny more that I didn't have. And uh, went to Family Dollar. Went to put my debit card in because I thought I had a couple dollars in my debit card. And I didn't. And I wanted to get a couple items for Gina. I couldn't get them items. So I removed the card. And the cashier said, hold on, I'm going to take care of this for you. Reaches out in her her um, PNC bank account and puts the card in, and she bought the items for me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. God bless. Amen. Amen. Uh, I have my testimony. I'm I'm going to do one of those testimonies. I'm waiting for it to happen testimonies. See, I'm going to just praise God tonight because, you know what, God has been so awesome. And I'm thanking him for open doors. I'm thanking him for new opportunities that I, that he has just shown me day after day after day. See, God is so awesome. Uh, he's awesome. 
He is spectacular. He will keep you calm through the midst of the storm. And if you're in the storm, he can speak to it, and it shall be, and it will be still. You know, God is who he is. So I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm not going to say I'm hoping, but I'm believing that for open doors and new opportunities. And God is so awesome and gracious, and he is going to walk me and align me up to the right path where I can walk through him. So I'm going to give God praise, and that is my that is my praise report. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Uh, the line is now open for your testimonies and your praise reports. Amen. Well, I would have to say is that we're coming up into the holidays, so let us be mindful of those who are less fortunate, even though it's summer. So uh, here in, in Arkansas, it's like 93 degrees. So be so be, be watchful because, you know, there will be people who don't have air conditioning. There are people who need fans. There's people who even need um, for needing certain items. So, you know, I'm a firm believer. I am a believer. If you know what, if you if somebody asks you for bread, why are you gonna say I'm gonna pray for them? Just give them bread. It works. Amen. Yeah. I mean that's how we um that's how we have to understand it and what we do in the body of Christ. Uh, I just feel like sometimes we get in we get in uh we get interrupted by how things and I have to say. Fake news. I'm going to be honest, y'all. I've learned this, and then we'll get into the lesson. It's all about what you think and what you believe in for and what you're seeing. And it's just like the algorithm of Facebook because, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of Facebook lately. And here's the thing. Facebook changes the way you see things by the number of things you like. So if you like all gospel, I guarantee you the next thing you're going to see ads on gospel stuff. You're going to find out who has the latest gospel album. You'll find out things in the gospel world that you was trying to figure out what happened. If you click on likes on misery, then you'll see every story about misery, every kidnapping, every economic slump, everything. If you click enough things on your Facebook about travel, you end up seeing a whole bunch of travel pictures and travel facts that you've never seen before. That's how we have to, that is kind of like, um, what I've learned is that if we start building line upon line, precept upon precept, we change the way we see things and how we perceive things. And the things that we will attract will be just like the algorithm at Facebook. We have to align ourselves with the most positive, with the Bible, with the Word. We can't go off what anybody don't taught us sometimes. This means opening up, dusting off the book, or my favorite, turning to your iPad to gateway Bible Gateway or whatever app, that's what you do. So you can get, so you can get your because once you start, it's just like Facebook. Facebook will feed you everything. Once you start liking a lot of certain things, Facebook will start feeding you, start feeding you travel or feeding you whatever you're looking for. We have to do the same for ourselves. Is that once we start liking and reading the Bible more, we'll start feeding on what is right. Amen? Amen. We'll start feeding on what, we'll start, we'll notice that we gravitate and we changes our, we'll change our attraction to what is spiritual and what is good and what is lovely. We'll find ourselves, we will literally find ourselves gravitating 
we'll find ourselves gravitating to every travel, every, excuse me, like I said, travel site, but every site that we may, and then leaving for what we have behind, the things that does not make right for us. That's what we have to be. So I said let the Holy Spirit be your Facebook and let the Holy Spirit track everything that you need to track in this season. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that is, you know, that's what we have to understand. So we're going to say this has been literally detox, summer detox. And we've been going over several things, so I'm hoping um, that you got that it is beneficial. I love the feedback. So before we go into the lesson, anyone on the line would like to give your comments about the lesson that we 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 have uh, experienced so far. Okay, well, I can truly say what we have experienced so far on the lesson is that we have we have talked about freedom. We have talked about we have talked about freedom. We have talked about me living beyond comprehension. We have also talked about how we also have talked about how can we do this and do this in the uh, presence of God, and how we can all benefit in being living freedom beyond comprehension. So let us, let me, let's get ready for the lesson at hand and let us pray. Amen. 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 Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. <clears throat> Father God, you are El Shaddai and Elohim, and we give you praise. And, Father God, we lift this ministry up to you, Father God. We lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker, Father God. We lift up our, we lift up our pastor, pastor, Dr. Maureen Chen, daily to you, Father God, and her family to you. We also lift, uh, we also, uh, lift up the ministers of this, uh, lift up everyone in this ministry, Father God. Father God, may everyone have a heart for you and a heart for this lesson tonight, oh God. Father God, I ask you to bind up every distraction, Father God. I ask you to bind anything that will hinder this lesson, Father God. Father God, I ask you to allow your glory rain down on each and every one of us tonight, Father God. I, God, I ask you to let this be a deliverance word, a freedom word, a word of freedom, a word of just absolute glory, because we do this for your will and your way and your glory. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So tonight we're uh, finishing up our lesson on we're finishing up our lesson on um, freedom beyond comprehension. Um, reason why this lesson is so important as we go in, it's like there are some things that we all go through. We we go through things, and we know God. We pray. And sometimes we feel like we have we are still reliving reliving a situation, or we feel as if uh, we feel as that we're making headway, but we're not having a breakthrough. Amen. So, what this lesson beyond comprehension? We're using a book from Joan Hunter. So, if you want to pick up the book, you can also pick it up from Amazon.com, or you can go on her website, JoanHunter.org. Uh, you learn that 
it is that God has a word of freedom. Who is free? In, you know, we have to understand that we are truly free indeed in Christ. So these are the things that we have been going through because, you know what, her story, she interwove her. If you have the book and if you notice where I'm going, she has interwoven, as if that's a oh, interwoven her life story into this book as well as praying and showing you how to pray and break things because she went through a lot. And actually, if you go through it, she goes through things that everybody probably have, we have experienced one another, abuse. We Some people, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, not having enough money, having debt, being in relationships that, being in relationships that didn't represent God the best way. And we learn, but the thing is, is how her perspective is, is once she got it over and gave it over to God, she got a new perspective. Matter of fact, she learned how to release the old memories and grab hold to the positive memories. Because see, in our bodies, we're not used, we're not meant to hold the stuff. We're supposed to let the junk or the gunk, we're supposed to detox ourselves. That stuff we can't have in our system. Because if it leads, it leads literally a, a neurologist, uh, a neurologist, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, basically tells us that if we have if we have those type of memories or we have anything negative, it leaves literally a dark stain on our brain. But here's the best thing about being free. Sometimes we have soul wounds, the things that we usually say we used to say we take it to heart have just part that has we have carried around for years and now we are learning how to be free. Isn't that good news? So tonight what we have to understand is um I'm gonna keep it a little bit short because I know um there's some things that we have to have to let go. And we are used through this, what we're learning how to do is truly let go, let God, and also have our mind renewed. See, the original purpose of covenants, and we're going to go into covenants. See, the original, a covenant was meant to be good, godly, a godly tie between a person and another. God established these covenants with us with a bond that obliged him to keep his word and in turn ask what we obey and which is possible only by the perfect, uh, perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, on which he shed his blood, by which our sins and shortcomings are forgiven, and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the Old Testament, believers made restitution for their sins through animal sacrifices, which were a part of their blood covenant with God and with and a forerunner of Jesus Christ's later sacrifice. Now, in our covenants, another blood covenant is marriage, specifically with um, the union between a man and a woman. It is whole, it is a holy covenant about God, by which the word of God says, let marriage be held in honor of all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers of God will judge. And that's in Hebrews uh, 13th chapter, 4th verse. Now, when a man and um, when a man and woman actually come together after marriage in an act of intimacy, they're making a holy covenant with each other. There's, um, and you know, there's a shedding of blood. I don't have to get into all of that, but through a cup, through certain covenants like that, or through a sexual covenant, there's a physical and spiritual bond that connects two individuals. 
Now, when that is negative, it is a soul tie. And it's ungodly because that covenant is meant to be between a man and a man and a woman after and a, and a uh, sealing of the marriage's covenant. All they are, that means all they are is have everything blown to one another for they no longer, so they are no longer two but one flesh. And that's Matthew 6, uh, 19, chapter 6, verse. Actually, a covenant is more, is actually a covenant is more than merely physical and spiritual. It also could be mental and emotional or combined of any of these. However, we also have to understand we have all fallen short, and some of us have had went through parts where we did not. We took the art of what sexual intercourse or what the actual um, or what actually should have done. We have done it out of order. Let's be real; it was done out of order because that because doing it out of order or placing the sexual intercourse establish a covenant that is holy only if it occurs within the context of marriage. All other relations, including those between the abuser and his victim, is considered unholy. An unholy covenant must be broken if the victim is to experience complete and complete healing and wholeness. You know, we really, a lot of times what we have to do is, you know, and sometimes we have things that are not even our control some of us have actually experienced abuse in that area. And, you know, even though the experience, you still experience pain and the common connection with, you know, how can I say this? We have sometimes we were put in situations that we didn't know we were put into. And we have to thank God that we have a loving Savior, Jesus Christ, that can go before us and we can, we can release this all for us. And we can put it on the cross, and so it never returns. That with that, the freedom from those memories of freedom from those memories of those acts that were done, because we have to understand a lot of these things that we talk about was actually not anything that anyone has done or anything, but they're acts of violence against the kingdom of God. We have to get to the point where we realize sin is an act of violence against the kingdom of God. I know that's kind of like put it into war terms, but we have to understand that. But we also have to understand that things like this can happen. And we also understand even if we were, if we were before we were saved and we did certain things, God didn't give us the condemnation to remind us, oh, you used to, you, you used to do this, you used to do that, you used to go out on Saturday night and then come in at 5 a.m. in the morning. You used to do these things. But here's the thing. We have to understand that even if, you know, how covenants, even if these things have happened to us, he has given us a freedom that can no one compare. See, and even if we, and even some of us who have been married or have been married before, and then we've gone through divorce due to infidelity or due to, let's just say, the breaking of a covenant because it doesn't have to be infidelity. It could be lies. It could be uh, gambling. It could be financial issues that broke you up. But, you know, in the end of the day, you may still experience pain in those connections with those relationships. And those circumstances, 
we have to get we have to give it over to God. You know, learning how to forgive your abuser, learning how to release your spouse from divorce or whatever happened, those are hard things, hard things to do. But what we have to understand that we have a savior and his name is Jesus. And we have to understand when we bring most tender subjects that even we feel like we cannot take away from our own self, this is what he does to take away the pain and give us healing. And I want to say that is good news. So we got some cup. I may have went through these before, but we do have um, we have some templates. So the things that I'm telling you tonight, these are templates for prayers. You can use this if I'm speaking too fast or you want me to stop and rewind or I always say stop and rewind. I can stop, and if you want me to email some of these to you because I think I have it already in a document, you can. Because these are to help you. These are just simply what I'm giving you in the next couple of minutes. These are templates that you can use. And if you and I will say them out loud and you want to pray with me with these, this will be awesome. Because, see, I really want this to be, I want this line on Monday nights to be our sanctuary well, we release things over to God and give it over to him and never and and we don't take it to more and if we can tell the enemy to get to get gone and go straight to the pit of hell. I want to see people delivered, amen. And I want to see people set free. So, we're going to start with the first one. This one is breaking ungodly covenants. So, you want to say father I entered into an ungoverned covenant with, and you put that person's name right there. And in Jesus' name, I renounce that covenant, and I ask you to take away anything negative that came into my life as a result of it. Thank you, Jesus, that I am set free from an ungod from that ungodly covenant. Amen. The next one. It's forgiving an abuser. And this is the tough one. I'm going to be honest. This was a tough one. This one was a tough one for me. Because when you, you know, extending forgiveness is the key to healing. And if you renounce an ungodly covenant formed through molestation or rape, you still have the need to offer prayer forgiveness for the predator or for or perpetrator or the person that holds harmful influence over you and your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. As you do so, it is important to use the name of the person by which you refer to him or her. See, I had to understand when I went through some things like this. And I'm going to be honest, when I started renouncing the covenant that bound me to the person that hurt me, I learned that, you know, freedom was partial. Because I'm the type of person, you know, it's I can remember a lot. So sometimes it's hard for me to forgive people because I I try to forgive. I try to forgive, but it's hard for me to forget or choose to not to remember. You know, you know, we have to understand that. We have to go to God. And even if we don't know, you know, there's certain situations, we don't know all people involved, but if we give it to God, God will show us, and we will be totally set free. 
See, the scriptures that you need to take a heart, if you hold my teachings and you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that's John 8, chapter uh, 31st through the 32nd verse. See, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And that's Matthew 6, chapter 14th verse. Praises, praises to praises be to God the Father, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And that's Second Corinthians, first chapter, third through the fourth verse. You know, we read in Proverbs. 26 chapter 11 verse As a dog returns to his vomit So a fool repeats his folly Deliverance is not necessarily a one time deal Especially those who escape from trauma And abuse go running back again and again and again This occurs particularly on women Who have been physically abused Verbally, sexually, emotionally By their husbands or partners And people often wonder why they return to them Or stay with them Or even return to a person in a different co- Turn to the same type of characteristics. See, we have to understand that it's a deep-seated psychological issue, which is called codependency. And I know, and we have to understand that codependency is defined as a psychological de- condition or relation in which a person is controlled or manipulated by another who is affected with, with a pathological condition. As as addiction to alcohol or heroin, dependence on the need to, or the control by another. To put it simply, someone who is codependent relies on the presence and the behavior of another person to control his or her life, and it isn't a healthy way of living. We have to understand that when people are codependent, they can't make decisions for themselves. Even when they try to do, they do it in trying to please someone else. And you realize that their opinion, may, you realize that that is not, because God gave us free will, but he also gave us willpower. And sometimes when you have that condition, it makes you afraid to disagree because it wouldn't be like, he, because you're because sometimes when people are afraid to disagree, they're afraid that the person won't like them or even want them. And then, when then they allow themselves to be put down by that person or even repeats patterns of abandonment and rejection. See, we also learn that um, we can also learn that we can even take those and it transitions to other things in our lives. You know, we have to understand that codependency is an illness that destroys our vision and eats away of our self-image. Yet many people fail to escape this illness because they rather put up the bondage than enjoy the benefits and then realize that, kind of like the Israelites, how they were complaining in the wilderness saying they had such a codependency on on Pharaoh. When God actually freed them from it, they were like, well, we want to go back. You know, we had this and we had that when we were in Egypt. But you were still in you but you were still in bondage. You know, we have to understand that even if we go through those things, that we have to have to make it up in our mind and purpose 
purpose to be free. You know, we have to understand what is in your past that's holding you back tonight. You know, we have to look at the thing about when you're driving. You have a rear view mirror and now you have rear view cameras. You know, when you're driving alone, you have to keep, if you keep your focus on the rear view mirror, you won't get very far until you run into something. And let's face it, the rear view camera won't even start, will not even turn on until you, until you actually put your gears in reverse. That's what we have to be. We have to pass for. We can, you know, sometimes we look back to see what we, how far we're from in distance. But we have to understand that these are things that we, that God has, God has delivered us from. So what we have to do is in these moments when we ask for forgiveness, we have to resist returning back to harmful habits. That means that is not, and I'm gonna be honest, it is not an easy task. But the thing is, you have to learn how to resist the enemy, and he will flee. And, you know, once you stay free, the things that you need to understand is you don't understand and guarding your heart. Because above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And that's in Proverbs 4th chapter, 23rd verse. We also have to understand we have to cast down imaginations. When we walk in the flesh, and we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through the power, through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations, every high thing has exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought of obedience to Christ. Numbers, as I said before, you got to flee from evil. See, it's kind of like when you're growing up that you used to see people fighting in the playground and you will run to the fight to see who he is, when you start fleeing from the evil, you see the fight come and you go the opposite direction. See, flee the you have to get to that point where flee the evil desires of your youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with all those who call on the Lord for a pure heart. Also, you have to know the truth, which will set you free. See, Jesus said, if you hold my teachings, and if you're really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's John 8, chapter 31st through the 32nd verse. Know your vulnerability. This is all, I, I see this a lot now with people who are getting divorced. And I'm looking for people, and I'm going to be honest, this is LaShawna Lane, so this is where I watch and I observe. And I've, watched, I've observed people how, they are working things out but not guarding their heart. They're working things out, saying they're in a relationship, but at the same time, they're not worried about the vulnerabilities. If you know that there's a certain period of time that you need to be by yourself, then you go by yourself. If you're in a marriage and you know being around a single woman, you flirt a lot and you're around a lot of single women, that means, guess what, find some new friends or learn how to set boundaries in your friendships with other people. Not saying to isolate yourself, but also know your vulnerabilities. Like for me, perfect example, <clears throat> and I got to practice this one. You know, McDonald's, Rom's ice cream. I passed by, oh, I'll say the one that I actually got to live from. Uh, AQ chicken, chicken parmesan. You know, I had to even figure out how not to drive by there or drive to the new location just to get it when I felt like I felt my triggers. See, when you know your vulnerabilities, 
don't let the and determine not to let the enemy steal your testimony. You learn how to deprogram your triggers because the thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's John ten ten. And they overcame him, Satan, by the blood and lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that's Revelation twelve chapter eleven verse. You have to understand. You have to avoid spending time with people who are engaged in the very practice that you're trying to cast off. It's like an alcoholic. You better not. An alcoholic cannot. If a true alcoholic cannot visit a bar, and they will tell you they are not going in. Why? Because they are safeguarding their healing. We have to understand that. Uh, you know, we have to understand that. See, if you're meeting with someone to minister, even with ministry, because this is a very good point, if you're meeting with someone to minister to him or her or to receive ministry yourself, find a public place with people. <laughs> and when you minister to a person of the opposite, say, leave the door open or have someone in the room with you. Renounce any unholy covenants that may that you've made with anyone. Listen to those around you that have your best interest in mind. Heed godly advice. Heed godly advice. Listen to what your pastor tells you. Pay attention to your spouse or otherwise. You may know that you shouldn't be doing it anyway. A man and a woman mentioned earlier, <clears throat> you know, you have to be strong enough to resist your former lifestyle. But you also got to have, but you also have to understand that some you know, you have to even tell some of your friends, you know what, I don't mind hanging with you, but you still a part of that lifestyle, and that's what I'm trying to leave, so I'm sorry, I have to go. I mean, I can tell you there are friends that I truly miss, but our lifestyles were not lining up appropriately, and I kept finding myself falling back in things that I couldn't get rid of because my friends were practicing or doing something that wasn't right. And, you know, you it's hard, but sometimes you got to let, you know, let things go. You have to understand that you, with your regard to your former way of life, you take off your old self and you put on your new clothes and you put on, you know, it's kind of like you were taught with regard to your former way of life. So put off your old self, which is being corrupt by deceitful desires, and to be a new attitude of your mind and put on a new self created like God and true righteousness and holiness. Anyone who listens to the word but does not say is like a man who looks at the fa- his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, go away immediately and forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard but doing, he will be blessed in what he does. And that's James' first, cha- James first chapter. Um 23rd through the 25th verse. And those are the scriptures um, that we have to take take um, to heart. Because once we get into these, when we try to stay delivered and and be free, we learn that we have to put on our new self. We have to think of ourselves differently. We have to stop believing the lies we have to stop believing the lies of the enemy. We have to understand and take the Bible take the Bible bit by bit so that we can truly be comfortable in our own skin. See, I feel like that we have to be comfortable in our own skin and allow the Holy Spirit bring out gifts, uh, bring out gifts in us. Because I hear a lot of people say sometimes about, oh, if you're not the Holy Spirit, how the 
Holy Spirit works differently in each and every one of us. But you know what? When you allow the Holy Spirit to clean your temple and to change your mindset, you'll find out gifts that you never thought you had before. You'll find out that you won't, you'll learn not to be so hard on yourself because that's mine. I have a problem of being hard on myself. But you know what I had to learn? I learned this from a coworker of mine, that if I purposely be happy, purposely have some joy every day, that it would change my outlook. So you know what? At work, I am very positive, even in the midst of situations that go on. Like I come in that door with a positive sense. I come in there happy. I come in there now. I don't come in there dragging my feet. I try to come in there with a smile on my face. I come in with joking because you know why? <sighs> I learned that life, I have a better quality of life. I learned that being that way, I actually had people send the genuineness to me because when I, because to be honest, if I'm not smiling, you think I'm mad. You think I'm mad at the world. If I'm sitting in my resting, I have a resting face that it rests and it rests and I look like I'm mad at the world and I don't even be thinking about anything that's going on. But when I realized Mary taught me how to be positive every single day and it worked, I'm actually a happier person. <laughs> I actually can take things in stride and when I answer things, I give the best, a positive answer, even though if I haven't fully committed to the positiveness or the, you know, finding that if I do that, I can, I start looking for the opportunity to solve problems or I look toward the opportunity, what opportunities am I missing out because I'm not thinking about the problem. I'm trying to find a new way to think about things. So when we have our freedom beyond comprehension, we got to understand that we have to love ourselves, know our power, and know our worth. See, love. See, God gave us love, power, and a sound mind. See, I firmly believe that God would take care of the firmness of thought, meaning we don't sway from this to third. He also gives us a level of power. But even now I'm just realizing I have the power to make the choice. See, one time, see, some of us who are people pleasers or used to be people pleasers, we had to learn the power of no. And I also had to learn the power of asking. That doesn't mean you have to manipulate. It doesn't mean you have to come up with some disguise. You know, some people think they have to steal stuff back from folks, and that's the truth. But once you learn how to assert yourself in the power of Jesus Christ, doors will open that you've never seen. I always tell you, no doesn't change your situation, but yes, it will. You learn how to love yourself. And through all that, God teaches you how to love yourself. I had a situation come up, not recently. I realized I ain't got to play in the people games. When I see people playing games on certain things, I can walk. I learned that I got the power to walk away. If it's not something I want to delve into, it's not something I got to delve into, you know. You know, it is hard when we're trying to love ourselves. So we have to understand that we have to we are we have to cast out those negative words that has been spoken that we've even spoken ourselves or even spoken over us. So 
I want to give this prayer before we close because I want to open up the line how um, tonight, and we should be finishing this up next week and we'll go into uh, the next lesson. You know, the scriptures that we have to, the things that we have to learn, we never realize these are things that God gave us to, you know, not necessarily rebuild ourselves, but we really understand the song where the song says, he is the part and I am the clay. And that he takes his word to reshape us and mold us and put us back together again, better, stronger, more powerful than we've ever been before. So I want to lead off this prayer to cast off negative words that may have been spoken over you, to release you into what God wants you to be tonight, and to launch you on the voyage of self-discovery. So let us pray this together. Father, in the name of Jesus. I repent all the words I've spoken that do not line up to who I am or with or with you or what you have called me to be. I also repent of all my actions that were contrary to what you have called me to do. Open my eyes to see the person you made me to be and the purpose in which you designed me. I repent for every word that I've spoken about others that did not edify, exhort, correct in love, or confirm. And now I renounce all spoken word over me that did not line up for who I truly am and I choose to be who you want me to want who you would like excuse me for uh who you would have me to be. The person that you had in mind when you first fashioned me in my mother's womb. In Jesus' name, Amen. So the scriptures to take to heart for you have created an innermost being, and you have knit me, knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and your works are wonderful, and I know that you that you are full well. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew who you I knew you before you were born, and I set you apart, and I appointed you. And of course, Jesus said, "No longer I call you servants, because servants that I know the master's business." Instead, I call you friends. For everything I've learned from my Father, I made it known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go forth and bear fruit, and fruit that will last. And isn't that good news? So I am going to open up the line right now for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Great teaching tonight, sis. I think it's just you and I on the line tonight, but great teaching. Thank you for blessing us. Amen. That's all right. That means us that means we need to be here for it. Amen. Man. You know, um sometimes I put too much of my business out here on this line, but I do it so people can be healed and set free. I tell a lot of people about Civil Works Ministry that if it wasn't for this ministry, where would I be? Amen. And trust me, these are resources that I used when I was going through my trials and my tribulations. And you know what? God gives us this. And if you if people don't take hold of what God has put in a Bible or in his book, you know, God gave it to us to learn it and to absorb it 
and to live it. What I realized growing up that I knew the word, kind of knew the word, but I wanted to see how to apply it to my life because I saw too many hypocrites. I tell everybody, I was in the backside of the church, and when I say that, I was because of what my position my dad had in church and my parents had in the in the church, I saw the negative, and I saw the negative. So it took a lot. It took a lot for me to absorb not being a hypocrite. Or were I used to worry so much that I was a hypocrite. I think I turned into one by accident because I never really. I was so worried of what I looked like, not worried about what God had put in me. And I'm learning. I mean, this is something I learned at age 41. That there are things that I have to learn. How just last week, Prophet Bob, I realized I had power. And you know what? It took a moment because I had a situation come up, and I'm still, like, mulling through my head about it. But I realized I didn't have to do – I didn't have to participate. And that if I decide not to participate, guess what? I'm not going to participate. If I'm going to guard my heart, I'm going to guard my heart. And some people may not understand that, but when things happen – but I also realized I didn't have to be rea- I didn't have to be reactive so much. You know, sometimes we wait for the foot we waiting for the shoe to drop so you can drop down your left hook. And we have to understand that that's not how God wants us to react. And that even though you may have conflict, there's a certain level of decorum God even tells us we should have with one another. Not saying there's no issues, but you know, I always say sometimes things, a spade is a spade, and some things, it is what it is. But the thing is I love about God that he gives us a mechanism to understand who he is and how we need to deal with situations. Sometimes God will tell you to walk away and you're in confusion. You think you should work it out. And sometimes God tells you to stay when you're trying to figure out why. But, see, God knows the heart of man and you don't. And so when God tells you to roll, you go. (laughs) Or he shows you that you have power, that he trusts you with the power that he's given you in your mind, your heart, and your spirit. He trusts you and he gives you options to grow in trust. He's not like the enemy. He's not going to put things that he's not going to put you in a situation that you will truly fail. He's going to only put you in situations that's going to be a win for you and a win for him and a win for the kingdom. <sighs> so. I hope those who listen to recording or who's on mute, you know, may their heart be blessed because that's what God wants us to be. He wants our body blessed. He wants everything blessed. And, you know, we have to understand some things. We can't be swayed by the black. I mean, I'm going to be honest. You just can't be swayed by charismaticism, and that's my word. I'm going to call it because um, that's how I'm going to see it. So that's, I just thank God for what he's doing in everybody's lives. And I just, may everybody be fully and awesomely blessed. So, Prophet Bob, what you think about tonight? <laughs> I enjoyed it. I got blessed. Amen. I always get blessed when I come on Monday nights. Well, thank you, Prophet Bob. That blessed my heart, literally. <laughs> Re- and it's not the southern, and it's not the southern bless your heart. Cause sometimes we can take bless your heart to a whole different level. But you know, it blesses my heart, and it really makes, and it, I really appreciate it, Prophet Bob. 
I've always enjoyed your teachings ever since you started. That's why I'm on every Monday night. I tell Gina, Monday night, can't wait till Monday night. Minister Sean is going to be bringing forth the word. And you've been doing a fantastic job since you started. Amen. Hey, good, man. Evening. good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I am good. Uh, love you, daughter. I love you too, Dad, so much. And please tell Mama the same thing. I will. I love her too. Um, this is, you always, you do, you always have awesome teachings and, um, I just be chilling in the background, just soaking them in, you know, and taking what's for me and, um, you know, and and listening because sometimes we just need to listen and and it's hard to, to do some kind of interaction when, when you just uh, soaking in the word and the way you teach is, is just, you know, it makes me pay attention. Um, I understand about leaving places and, and, and things. Sometimes we leave places in a haste and we might think that's what God wants because we want it so bad or, or we're being hurt and we can't see beyond. We, we figure, God don't want me to stay here because I'm hurt and I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I've been there. Like, like I always talk about, I mean, and not to just not forget about things, but like I always speak about the last ministry that I was in and the incredible amount of church hurt. And I stayed, even when I wasn't listening to God to to allow me to leave. I just kept going through because I'm thinking like this is what it's supposed to be. But it got to a point where it got so so bad that it started to be like physical pain because of anger and frustration and how could this be because these are God people and we're supposed to be godly, whatever, you know. So sometimes we 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 need to leave places that we're not good in, or that mm-hmm. that's uh, contrary to what we're trying to do or how we're trying to grow and serve the Lord. But at the same time, sometimes the Lord allow you to stay even for your growth, you know. So um, and sometimes, like I said, we just get so mad and so angry and so bitter about what's going on. So we like. I'm just leaving. I'm not going to, and, and, and rightfully to yourself, but, but that's why, like you said, we just have to consult God about different things because some things can hurt so badly, you know, that we're just thinking God wants me to leave. And when it's really not God that wants you to leave, he wants you to stay maybe and, and, uh, you know, contain and trust him and maybe, you can change things or, you know, the way you're praying and praying and fasting and, and that's the way he'll change that situation there at that time. And then sometimes he wants you to go and you're just not paying attention and just stay there and be abused. You know what I mean? So it's just always the bottom line for me is just always, I have to, we have to, you know, 
consult God. We have to make sure we know what what He's saying to us, and that that's only coming by uh, reading and studying and and uh, fasting and praying. No matter what the situation is, no matter what we're going through, you know, um, you know, um, uh, uh, Amen, Amen. That's one. But you always have Amen. awesome teaching sets because you know I tell you that awesome teachers whether I text you or <laughs> or whatever. Oh. But I'm in the background, but I'm here on the Monday night. Okay, Trust I know me, you. I'm here on the Monday night. You know night. I know you there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I know you there. Yes, Amen. I learned so much from these Monday night meetings and, and from all the stuff that we have here anyway. Simple Words Ministry is God's ministry, and, and it's just so awesome anyway, the things that he, you know, do on this line and that he teach through people, you know. Um, so, yeah, but Monday nights is one of my awesome, my most awesome favorite nights. You know, so yeah. good job and God bless you. And I, I feel the same like my dad. <laughs> we love these Monday okay. night teaching. Y'all mm-hmm. made me feel so good. I tell y'all, give me, y'all made me feel all warm and fuzzy. You know, um, but even joking aside, which I really do appreciate it, uh, yeah, it but... has been an opportunity this year, you know. We're. I just feel like God. We gotta do something different. So to me, it's like let's get people set free. Let's go back to the basics when people get delivered and set free for what ails them. You know, mm-hmm. I always say people said time is winding up. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to have to go up in all those cliches. But I can truly say this: people are forgetting what the word says, and that amazes me. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. tired of people saying, well, I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that, but you're doing it anyway. So what is your reason? <laughs> I mean, like, y'all know how, okay, y'all know I'm trying to stay out of politics. I keep telling one of my friends we are not going to talk about politics. Guess what mm-hmm. happened? You talk about talk politics. About yeah. <laughs> and we on the, now she already That's know we on the opposite people. side of the track. And she knows we on the opposite side. <laughs> she knows we on the opposite side of, of the issue. But my thing is, if you, because I will say, how can you? Mm, I have an opinion. I'm trying to learn how to leave. But the thing is, my opinion is different from her opinion. I look for mm-hmm. opportunities to expand our friendship beyond the political era, because the political gonna tear up our relationship. Because she'll still tell me I need to stop spreading this, and I'm going to tell her to stop watching Fox News, and then we're going to have a fight. So we can't have that. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, but that's how I see it now in the body of Christ. we got to learn how to build real relationships with people so we can understand that plight. Because, honestly, I have not turned on the news pretty much since the babies. When I saw that three-year-old at the detention yeah, center, yeah, and I that. found out, and when I found out that Arkansas might be one of the places for a tender age, tender age, the uh, the oh, Arkansas may be the site for one of those places. And the word is, it's not much for a concentration camp because only one of the extension farms that's not being used in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They ain't got a, they not even got a country store in the town where they trying to put this thing at. 
Jesus. Literally. And we must keep praying. We must keep fasting. But you want to say this man led by God. Man, mm. don't get me talk. That's that's the opportunity this is that I'm we have having. Like, for, for the leaders, though, sis, that's what the Bible says. You just spoke yeah. about, you know, doing what the Bible says. That's what we have to do, no matter how much you discuss what this man does and how he does it. We know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, spiritual wickedness yeah. in high places. You know, so yes. that's what we're wrestling against. And we have to pray for him. We have to even pray that he <sighs> seeks salvation. You know, we just got to continue, even though we just like, this is the craziest I've ever seen, you know, with the president. Yes. Like, who was there, you know, who was babies away from their parents, you know? You know, it's just, we can say all a lot of things that he's done. You know, but we still see God moving because we would never have thought, you know, that he would meet up with this Kim Jong-un person. You know, we would never yeah. think they would shake hands and blah, blah, blah. And because of all the things that they were going through, but through prayer, through talking to God, through seeking him on on that, on behalf of our leaders, you know, it happened. It happened. So we just got to continue in it and, and not get caught up in the all the red tape and all the bureaucracy, all of this, all of that, you know, just, we got to trust God. We really, 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 we really have to, to really trust, trust him. God. Yeah, because right now where I work, and I make no secret, I work for a government subcontractor for the uh, Affordable Health Care Act. And right now it's been hard for us because they bled the contract out, meaning he doesn't want it to succeed, so he cuts the funding by half. And therefore, I've known where this position actually, at one point in time, it employed 700 people. And we had jobs that we couldn't even give away at one point. And that was awesome because there's a lot of people around here needed jobs, and they paid really well. Now they cut it by half and about thirds and about fourths and about fifths. And now everybody's literally on one floor, three companies on one floor when it used to be Every uh, almost every company had a floor of their own. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, and yet he keeps saying he's providing jobs, but where are they? That's where I come. That's what I'm seeing. People who are literally looking for jobs, and they're gonna have to quit a jo- quit a stable job to find employment. Uh, right now, I'm taking a big pay cut. But I'm blessed because I have a job. There's some people don't have one. They left that building crying the other day because they couldn't pay their life bill. And mm-hmm. and one person, she was so sweet. I didn't even think she would do something. I mean, everybody, she's just a sweetheart. She had me to deliver an envelope to a person and not to tell who she was so she can give her money for her light bill because she because this person had a wreck. And she lost her hearing, and she was losing her sight. Jesus. And I know she, I know that person just cried like a baby because I didn't say a word. I told, her, I said, take this to your, take this to your locker and just go in it then. And the other manager, I told him, I said, somebody had me deliver, and I told him what it was, so he knew that I wasn't, you know, breaking any rules or anything. And he said, see, that's what I like about people who who just give, and it was just making him feel good that somebody thought that way. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm at in my life. It's like we got to start, 
you know, now I will say this. He's stupid. But you know what? The level of crack history is so high in him that I think the think <laughs> There you go. Oh, no. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think that we as a nation is going to get together and start praying and really start doing what the Bible says because we can see where God's hand mm-hmm. is. Yes, I did say it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel, you know, that's my thing. The level of cracked history is so with him. Yeah. The force, of, the force of cracked history is with him. So we need to pray for the force of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Somebody say amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to have cut. way too much fun. Uh-uh-uh. You know I got to cut up. <laughs> 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 I didn't personally. I didn't personally. I tried. I've been trying. To be, I did good. Yeah, you did good, sir. You did good, sir. You really did. Because she already know when I start saying that, it's about some statement about to come out. The sister was like, uh-oh, what's coming out? Hold on. I know she be bracing sometimes. Because sometimes not in my tongue. If I say it a certain way, I know she bracing. I'm like, <laughs> yep, grabbing on to the ends of the chairs, crashing. <laughs> I know, oh I know. I'm trying. You know, that's why I say I started being really positive things because if you listen to what the news has to say, you listen to what other people got to say, you will be depressed at the press. You won't even be depressed. You'll be pressed at it. Right. That's you be pressing it like you know, like you be like that old school crease in your blue jeans with that stay flow. If y'all know this is dating me, you know how you take stay flow and put it on and and uh, stay flow and put it on your jeans. Well, you know, and have that deep crease that you wash your pants about four times. That crease still in your blue jeans. Razor shop. Razor shop. Now and look. If you country, you know that start flower wa- starch water comes off of flour, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have no stay flow. You go get you some flour, let it settle so the starch rise up off the flour, and then you take you a towel so you make sure you don't get the flour oh on your jeans. And you oh. just- <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, oh my God. You fancy. Yeah. If you fancy, oh, you, yeah, know yeah, you, you know how to strain it. <laughs> And your jeans, those creases, those creases are so sharp. They trying to figure out, girl, what you use, stay fly? No, girl, this time I had to go get some flower water. <laughs> like, don't, make me catch me. don't make me catch you with my crease. <laughs> That's right. They were like, them creases were good and sharp. We use the starch, the spray starch. Oh, yeah. All right, the we had that shining. so low. If you didn't have, and if you didn't have that stay flow, you had that fla- you had that flower water. I mean, one time we was like, "Girl, flower water, flower water." But I get the white spots on my jeans. How do I get it off? Girl, take a towel, and if you strain the towel, it's off the towel, and put it this way. Oh, I never thought about that. Girl, we don't work that system out. You hear me? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so you know, everyone, I just have to crack up, but that's the truth. 
That's what we have to love. Hey, that's what we got. Sometimes we got to be sharp like them creases, you know. Make our yeses, yeah. our yeses, our yeah. noes, our noes. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah, you know, everybody, I'm glad everybody was on tonight, had an awesome time, and didn't even hear my little commentary. Sometimes I start cracking it. Y'all, I really do be laughing at myself sometimes. I really do. I stop and I start laughing. I thought I really thought that. Okay, I think. Oh God, help me! <laughs> because you know, uh, but you gotta learn how to laugh in the body of Christ. There are some people just too serious. Oh yes, man. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, like they be like not even just stoic, and I'm sitting there don't cut up a new one. I'm sorry, I'm the person who's sitting on the pew left to the back end. Cracking up because sister's hat has went off. That hat is going so going up and down, and you know it's only holding the by body pins by dead life. Them body exactly. pins, exactly. Right. Oh no, see, I we had one minute. I remember I loved him so much, Reverend Hawkins. He started preaching real good. Them teeth gonna be talking before he get the words out. And one Sunday, his teeth were coming in and out because he had his dental cream. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was thinking about it, but the teeth were coming out, and he put them back in. He walked them back in, and they were coming out. He started preaching with them, they work out, and they talking before he talked, and then he work them back in. And I was done. <laughs> I was in that seat. And then they finally almost flew out. Yeah, sometimes we get a comedy show in the building. I'm telling you. Sometimes yes. we just a comedy show in the building. Oh, and don't let me find some people to cut up with me. It's done over there in my corner. Usually, because I'm going to notice it, and usually I got somebody that's going to be that's gonna confirm what I'm noticing. Uh, and then my best friend, she's sitting there right beside me looking like, really? She look at she got the face on cause she got the face on. She all she all just into it. I'm laughing so hard to the point that I'm like, you know it's fun. I be telling you, you know it's fun. You might as well go on laugh. Go on laugh, <laughs> laugh. <laughs> you gonna laugh when we got this building anyway? You be she be acting like, like mm mm. And then if my goddaughter she right by us, me and her we got she separate us because by that time. She'll even put that, look, Shauna, look. I'm like, ooh. And then we both, she she don't separate all of, she don't separate both of us. Say, uh-uh, y'all can't sit together. We used to do that when we were in the old church when she when my goddaughter was growing up, when we couldn't sit together in church because she'll notice and then she'll text me or tell me, look. I was like, because she waiting to see what my reaction, and she know me. I can't hold water on certain things because if it's funny, I already got a mental picture, and if you just start putting them dots together, it's a wrap. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but you know, to lighten things up, because sometimes talking about deliverance and freedom from compassion and from comprehension and talking about that, those get a little heavy. So, you know, sometimes we got to loosen the move up because again, it's the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. But see, yeah. we can praise them in the sanctuary. We can give. We mm-hmm. can give him joy. We can just push it through because that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. You know, God don't want us to be stiff-necked people because, hey, he even said he don't want nobody to be stiff-necked. Uh, so, you, 
so just keep in mind, everyone. Uh, also, uh, let's keep in mind Simple Words Ministry. We're meeting this year in Orlando, Florida. So I can't wait to see each and every one of you guys. Yay! Woohoo! Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, um, so we're gonna have an awesome time. Um, oh, we're gonna have an awesome time. So. You know what? Tonight we're gonna to stay. Let's let's just be joyful. Homework to this week is just learning how, just letting allow God to use you in your everyday. You know, the homework is to believe in God what He says and to find find five things to turn your life. Like do five positive things a day. And if you can't do five, try two. No, you got two. One is easy, but you gotta do some positive things. Like I said, uh, this lady, her name is Mary Tracy. She taught me a lot. As I was her supervisor, she taught me a lot because I was my mind was to be purposely to be a certain way. And every day she was happy, joyful, and I noticed that, and she had put it on her Facebook that she learned years ago that she had to make things positive and she focused on the positive. And you know what? I started doing it too, and I feel better. I don't have blood pressure problems. You know, I find opportunities to laugh and not to cry. I find opportunities yeah. to find solutions that are worried about the problem. I'm still working on that one because y'all know I'm, you know, I'm a little hard on myself. I'm hard on myself. But I realized that, no, I mean, I realized that I was actually, because what I don't, what I consider success and what other people consider successful, I don't, I've never feel like I'm like that because you know what, I want to be humble in some aspects or, in other aspects, I don't want to get the big head and think I know it all because I've seen people who know it all perish. Mm-hmm. They drop. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, so true. You know. So I have, I'm learning that even when I may not feel, even when I may have a difference of opinion, it's what God, what the word says that matters the most. Uh, and make, so we have to learn that. So that's my guess our goal. The challenge is let's do five things positive this week. And see and then the next week try to build on it and then learn how what freedom looks like. See, we have to reconstruct the see, we all have to reconstruct the the picture of freedom. See, the Israelites and um the disciples had one picture. They thought Jesus was going to come overthrow the government and they're going to have the spoils like what they see the Romans do. And then you had the Israelites thought when they get, when Moses overthrow Pharaoh, they were going to be doing the same thing and, you know, making them and having the Egyptians enslaved. But when they realized that picture was quite different, they got scared. Well, we have to understand that we have to use the picture that God gives us what is freedom. So let's ask that God. Let's ask God that press that question for each and every one of us. What does freedom? What do your picture of freedom look for me? And let Him build that picture into your head, so that you can be free and live free and be free and never turn back. Amen. 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 So, 
So as we close, Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent, and I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you tonight, and I ask you to allow this lesson to be written apart in our hearts and hidden deep in our hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to bring it to our remembrance when we're needing it, Father God. Tonight we're glad that the glory realm came down and gave, and we were all and mightily and truly blessed. So, Father God, as you did in, in Numbers 6, chapter 20, 24th verse, we all we pronounce a blessing. May the Lord bless and keep thee. May the Lord shine his face upon thee. May he be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give you peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Um, you're welcome. Um, let's see here. July, August, if y'all wanting certain lessons in the fall, summer, I probably I try to keep it light, but this went summer detox kind of went a little heavy, but I try to keep it light. So if there's any foundational Bible studies that you're wanting for the fall, please let me know, and I will find them for us. Amen. 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 Okay. Amen. Amen. I think my request for Corinthians, and you know what? I started reading Corinthians. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to study that myself because I started oh, noticing I that it. I missed a lot of things. Yeah, and, me too. I love that. I love yeah. it. I mean, but God, the love. Everybody knows love is patient. Love is kind. Love, uh, you know, we know that part, but. I, we miss the parts of the Holy Spirit, how he's supposed to search and bring things to us. We miss so many things that are in Corinthians that I think I might do a study on that one because I've noticed that myself. Yes, glory to God. Amen. So, good night, everybody. Good, good night. Everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And you guys have a blessed night. Me too. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.